From the cinematic universe of J.J. Abrams comes the space strategy game Star Trek Fleet Command. Be the commander of your own missions. Customize your fleet of starships. Assemble a crew of new and familiar faces. Choose your weapons to prepare and lead your crew in epic battles. Every moment counts in these real-time battles. Boldly go where no one has gone before. Star Trek Fleet Command. Download free today on the App Store or Google Play. The gentle. I hate it. I hate it. Flat as a bush, bloody biscuit. We're as flat as a bush, bloody biscuit. Yeah. I can hardly see you. There's a screen in the way. You couldn't move it? I set it up wrongly, and now there's a little gap. I can just see Laura's little <laughs> face in between screens. Good evening, everybody. It's Monday already. Mm. I had a great weekend. I, I voted in a new government over the weekend. I, was, I thought it was time for a change, and so I wielded my... My de- democratic pen. Pencil, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I stood at the voting box with my best friend and we discussed our votes. I'm not sure it was legal, but... Yes, no Cheryl and I stood together. Yeah. Yes, in, in two separate booths. We needed some reassurance in what we were actually doing. No, you're allowed to do that. There's no law against chatting away in the polling booth. Good. None. Uh, yeah, so we did that. Our uh, polling place was at um, Blackfriars Priory School in the gymnasium. Yeah, mine was at a church that kind of looked like it was mm. a gym turned into a church. Yeah, okay. It was weird. Really? It had, like, basketball lines on the ground, but a stage where I'm assuming oh. the priest stands. <laughs> was there a priest there? No. No. <laughs> no, there wasn't. <laughs> there was a bake sale, though. A, a what? A bake sale, like people selling lamingtons and oh. banana bread and stuff. Yeah, they had a sausage sizzle. At you the didn't thing, have any sausages. and they also had um, the school band playing. You know, jazz band. Oh, nice! School kids, and it was a little kid playing the uh, slap bass, and the bass was bigger than him, literally. <laughs> was he good? He was really good, very good. And they had they had um, bass, drums, trumpeter, and sax player. I always I haven't left anybody out. Yeah, I always hated that going to school. And then wanting to do extracurricular activities. Like, my mm. cousin went to a private school and he had to do extracurricular activities. He yeah. had to do one on a weekend. I was like, mm, no, Friday's Monday to... School is Monday to Friday. I had to do that, except mine was punishment. Pun- yeah. Saturday detention. That's exactly right. It's punishment. You sit there for three hours and write stuff out. <laughs> I never did a detention. It was the best punishment because we hated that. Oh, God. But as for... Yeah, after our activities. I did a bit with that with cadets, army cadets. I was in the band. What did I, you play? I was deputy lead tap. It was a drum band. Deputy lead tap? Deputy what, lead tap. What does that even mean? Well, you work your way up to lead tap. It means you get to stand on the front row at the left, like a pilot of an aircraft. But what do you what do? I you was do? deputy lead tap, meaning I was on the right. Oh, nothing. Just drum with everybody else. You just like hit the drum in time. <laughs> no, no, not a bass drummer, like a side drum. Okay. S- like a snare. Yeah, yeah, oh, I can imagine it. Please. I was really good. 
I was. Um, I loved cadets. It's the only reason I wanted to be at school. See, that's good. If you enjoy it, that's totally chill. Oh, it was great. I hated extra school curriculums. Mm. I hated any form of school spirit, and I wanted to wear pink shoelaces, and they were like, no. School spirit. You can't have pink shoelaces. Oh, please. You can't wear a grey scarf. Oh, I had to wear a suit, but I liked it. I was the only one. Everyone hated wearing this. I thought it was great wearing a suit. I didn't mind wearing a uniform. I didn't want to mm. have to pick what I wore every day, but if I wanted to wear mm. a grey scarf... No. Jeez. No. Um... I heard people all upset about the, the how-to-vote people, you know, handing out how-to-vote cards. I, I find that sort of... I look forward to it because each year, and I did it again this year, they all come l- lunging towards you holding up their how-to-vote, yeah. and I always say, get away from me! <laughs> as in loudly, but as a joke. So they know I'm joking, and everyone laughs, and it creates a nice moment, you see, because I'm a comedian. <laughs> I just ignore them and hope for the best. <laughs> I don't know what makes them think I need their stupid bits of paper. I said, I know how to vote. Yeah, thank they, you. They want to make sure that you're voting for no, their I, preference. I, I, thank sorry. You. Found, uh, uh, Laura, how dare you? I'm so literal. I'm really? so sorry. <laughs> so, so literal. <laughs> As I was saying, and I was like, oh, Laura. <laughs> uh, please. I wonder if Stephen Marshall uh, makes some time to sit by the radio and listen for the news like Anne Stone and listen for her saying... For the first time. And today, Premier Stephen Marshall said that he was looking forward to... Just so he can hear how it sounds on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> like we did when we were young radio announcers, when we heard ourselves on the radio for the first time. Oh, my God, I hate hearing myself. I know, you hate it. But I remember when I was 19, before I actually did a radio show, I had already recorded a commercial and left it with them. They put music and stuff behind it. I don't even know what it was for, but I raced home and turned the radio on because I wanted to hear myself on the radio. I listened all day to hear this commercial come on. Finally, it came on because I'd never been on the radio. What time? What time what? Did it come on? I don't know. It was 40 years ago. 12.01 in the morning. No, it, no, no. It was, it was 1976 in Kalgoorlie. The radio station closed down at midnight. <laughs> so what? Didn't go all night. 24-hour <laughs> broadcasting? You're kidding me. <laughs> The breakfast announcer used to have to go in and turn the radio station on. Oh, God, that sounds like hard work. Yeah. Uh, and I heard it. God, it was good. I bet it was. Oh, it was great. Anyway, I wonder if he does that, just to hear it. Maybe. Yeah. Because he would never have heard himself being talked about as Premier Stephen Marshall. Yeah, that's true. Very exciting. He'll probably get sick of it real soon. <laughs> as soon as his version of the Oakton scandal goes Once up. the honeymoon period's over, Stephen, and we start putting shit on your ass. Yep. <laughs> the press is trying to get you, bring you down. Haven't they already started? Oh, probably. Won't take them long. No. They love it. I'm one of them. Is he making the tram turn right? He did say he was going to, didn't he? If he does that. I'm pretty sure he said he was going to do that. I'm glad I voted for Tom. You see... I tweeted over the weekend. Obviously, the uh, the voters hate my guts. They got rid of Tom and Jay. Well, they got rid of... They See, they didn't get rid of Tom and Jay. They got rid of the government. So Tom and Jay is still there. Yeah. So I can still do them, still take the mick out of those two. Tom and, is my... Uh, but you voted for Tom. I did. You didn't want to change government at all? You were happy with the Labor government? Well, I didn't like the Liberal person in my seat. Yeah, but, no, but that's not the point. 
Did you were you happy with the government or did you want to? You're allowed to not. You're I actually, to say. I actually liked Jay Weatherall. Everybody's okay. all, all right, me, 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 this. And well, me, you should have ju- you should have voted for Tom then. Good I did. You. Yeah. See, because people people kind of get that wrong. They say, oh, I really I really want to uh, change the government, but I really like our member. He's really good for my area. Well, you can't have both. You've yeah, got to not vote for just because it's about the party. If you want to get rid of the party, anyway, I just like to change them. Every now and then. Keep them on their toes. Keep them on their toes. And, and, yeah, another four years, they would have just got so cocky. I think we should vote the Liberals out again next time. Yeah, agreed. They should just have, like, just a... Fun. Re- no, but... Yeah, no, I'm not Yeah, we can, we can talk about that yeah, all... all no. uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the... Because uh, the, the, uh, all our Renos are going really well here. They're looking awesome, aren't they? Aren't they? We got, we're, being, we're being hollowed out here um, at the radio station. They're rebuilding the place and we're going open plan. I'm loving the colour scheme. Colour scheme's good. We've got a new kitchen. Beautiful new carpet. Some of the boys now are just working, getting it right. Um, but I noticed, because the toilets here, were they were redone and remodelled and, and rebuilt mid-last year. Yeah. I've just noticed that they've... Um, They've pulled off the signs, you know, the one that says women and men, because on the men's toilet it had one of those little figures just standing there with its legs and arms apart, standing stock still facing the camera. <laughs> and the women had the same figure but with a dress, so it did that cut-off bit with it where a dress would be. And they've pulled those things off. I'm wondering if, if they think that's politically incorrect now, they're going to put something sort of... I don't know, what else do you put up there for men? Just the word men and the word women? But isn't that triggering? Yes. What if you don't identify as a man or a woman? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we don't have the Ally McBeal toilets, though. Unisex, I'd hate that. Yeah, Who no. Was that? No one wants no. the unisex toilet. No, absolutely. It's too... Oh, we, we, besides, men's toilets are revolting. But women's toilets are just as gross. Are they? Oh, I thought women were really nice and soft and fabulous. Have you ever been to a public woman's t- bathroom? No. Don't. No, actually, I went to Adelaide Oval by accident, but we've all done that. Have <laughs> we? Yeah. I've seen... I, I walked in, there were a lot of girls in there. I said out loud, geez, there's lots of girls in here, isn't it? And the, they laughed and I walked straight out again. But I've seen guys doing that at Adelaide Oval. They walk back Are out they not very well? Feeling stupid. <laughs> I think they should put... Um, they should have, like, just have... Stick figures on the toilets here, <laughs> uh, but the but for the women's toilet they have a stick figure. Um, she's holding a broom. Yeah, although that's what our janitor's closet is. So maybe oh, that, something that actually, slightly more actually, differentiated. Yeah, the janitor, the cleaner's closet uh, cupboard does have a person holding a broom, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't they? Well, they could have uh, figures in situation. So the men's toilet has a stick figure uh, in a suit holding a briefcase. Yes. And the ladies' toilet has a stick figure standing in a kitchen. Oh, yeah, that's good. I like that. In front of a stove. That's not triggering. <laughs> Holding a dish mop. <laughs> Why don't they just put breasts on it? Oh, no, because then you offend the people that... Do you have large breasts or do you have small yeah, ones? Yeah, I don't know. What if they just put, like, a lion and a lioness? Oh, there you go. A lion and a lioness. Is, is that... Or is that still triggering? We've got to identify that one's for the girls and one's for the boys... Yeah, I don't know. How do you do that in a non in a PC dis- culture discriminatory way, a discriminatory way? Yeah, God we could no. start a suggestion box and we could all submit little pictures we've drawn. 
Yes. It'd be fun, wouldn't it? I'm going to... Uh, we've got some behind-closed doors to play tonight and some other stuff and... Talk some more about the pollies. We've got about how much going money on. they're going to end up with when they retire. <laughs> uh, Only the ones that are left over. I want more money. Yeah, I know you do. We'll try and get you some. That's Laura, everybody. People hate it when she leaves. No, they don't. <laughs> they do. They hate it. Because they like you. John Blake. Weeknights from 7pm on Adelaide's 5AA. Jeremy was just showing, you know, that thing we talked about on, uh, when was it, Friday? No, Thursday. We're not here Fridays. About that uh, girl that did the, uh, did the deed to a bloke on a train. Um, yeah, she's, she's, they found her. They found her. <laughs> Remember the guy said he, she had a great bo- a rockin' body, but wasn't that hot? <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought, oh, good, we can see what she looks like. But they've pixelated her face she's for some reason. Uh, I beg your pardon? Butterface. <laughs> She's really. Did you see her face or not? Oh no, butterface. I'm going off him. Everything was great, butterface. Butterface. It's a great expression, butterface. <laughs> yeah. There was a radio station in the states did a whole uh, competition. They did a butterface uh, fashion parade. <laughs> People could enter. If you if you have a really good body but a butterface, come in and you could win a prize. And they all came in with paper bags over their heads. <laughs> Very inappropriate. We could do that, Laura. You can do it as long as well as long as you the people that enter know what the, know they'll be humiliated on the air. It's okay. I don't want to humiliate anyone. All I do if it's funny, but only if the, I don't want to humiliate anybody that doesn't want to be humiliated. Because that's, that's just nasty. Hey, Greg. Hello, mate. You, I was going to say, I'm not sure about your last remark. You would listen. You'd listen to that. You'd, that'd be fun. <laughs> Uncle Tom might not agree with you. That'd be, that'd be a good bit. You'd like that. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be tuning in for the Butterface competition. Yeah, Butterface. Anyway, we, didn't well, know, we don't know what this girl uh, that Jeremy just told me, we don't know what she looks like because they pixelated well, her face. No wonder he didn't yeah. think she was good looking. She's got pixels all over her face. Yeah, it's not very attractive. Really, no, nah, it doesn't reflect well, does it, eh? What do you want? Anyway, I was going to tell you, I was I joined the military at 14 and a half. So, what? you know, he's talking about cadets. You you're, know, you're, allowed to, you're allowed to join the military at 14 and a half. Well, yeah, if you can get the angle. <laughs> <laughs> I went down and the old man said, I'm going to the pub. <laughs> you do your crap. He said, oh. yeah. I'll go to the pub anyway. Okay. Sure enough, I got the got the call, got the call, and then joined the navy, fleet wow. arm, and all that rest of it. Wow. But um, yeah, you, you, I reckon they should have an angle nowadays where the guys can, you know, well, even the girls, you know, they took girls are just as in our day it was more like the blokes, but the girls are they're available. And I reckon they should should get them in there, get it all going. Get them, get them in where. In the military. Oh, the military. Though and I do. I transfer to the Air Force. There are so, girls in the military. Where have you been? Yeah, that's what I mean. But in those days, in 1975, it wasn't quite as popular. All right. No. You know, like, not quite. No. But anyway, um, no, I, I reckon there should be more of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> what better grounding could you get? You know, you... You know, you can't use your phone uh, all the time and uh, mobiles and all that stuff and uh, <laughs> trendy stuff. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Um, Greg, I just don't know what you're talking about. 
Uh, Kane. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Kane Corns talked about us. Talked about me. You know when I, I had a go at Kane the other night because uh, um, he had all these technical problems on his sports day show. He's having real problems, and I heard him on the air, and it sounded like he was blaming Five AA. And I said, "You're not even here, Kane. You work for Croc Media. You don't work for Five AA." <laughs> and uh, he he started. He talked about it the other night. Kane Corns is actually doing the button pushing tonight which is quite brilliant of you. So far, we've gone through okay. We've gone through okay. So if John Blake's listening, I know he had a crack at me last night, Blake, yeah, and I love you. One of the most talented people that I've ever heard on radio. I heard him on Conversations with Cornsy today on 5AA. Oh, by the way, I was on Conversations. They finally, it was, finally went to air on Friday. Cheryl and I were going to sit down and um, listen to it with beer and wine, but we forgot. By the time we remembered, it was um, 12.30. It was half over, so he didn't listen. I mean, I know what's in it because I was there when it was recorded, but still, I like to hear myself on the radio. Got some fairly good feedback, Laura. Not, not everyone thought I was a dick. Brilliant. I actually wasn't blaming uh, 5AA Blakey, and you're right. Croc Media are a separate company. 5AA are good enough to provide us with the airtime we supply. I did actually uh, acknowledge at the time that I wasn't sure if he was blaming 5AA. It sounded like Yeah, Tom, we supply the program, as yeah. Croc Media supply probably 75% of 5AA's <laughs> footy content as well, and Tom ran in the morning. So oh, I have to get that in. Is that true? 75%? Really? Okay. It's an important relationship. We are separate, but by no means, Blakey, was I blaming 5AA. We've okay. just had a few gremlins in our system with All the new right. office, which we are working mm. extremely hard to fix. So, Blakey, I don't want to upset you. Okay. Have a, a good weekend. Yeah. Cool your jets. You'll be back on at 7 o'clock on Monday night. Cool your jets. Cool your jets. That'll like calm down. Cool your jets. I don't know where that came from. Thanks, Kane. No, it's good. I like Kane. It's really good. <laughs> I've got nothing against Kane at all. We always got on really well. We don't see each other anymore because he's, you know, not here. Uh, oh, hey, uh, Justin. Yeah, how's hey, going? What's going on? Good. Uh, I got a joke for you. Uh oh. Okay, I think no. I'm. Re- I think I'm ready to get rid of you. <laughs> okay. No, it's clean. It's okay. all good. Go ahead. Uh, why did Annie fall off the swing? I don't know. She's got no arms. Yeah. Knock, knock. knock. Uh, who's there? Not Annie. Uh, yeah, uh, it was one of those two. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a two-part joke. Thanks, Justin. Don't ever ring again. I was successful. <laughs> <laughs> This show is driven by the audience, <laughs> not. That was great. I think he wrote that that gag. Yeah. Richmond is starting the season with a new theme song. That is it not a new theme song though? Is it Ben? Do you know this? Ben Palmer's out there. Uh, but yeah, they. It's not because Richmond has the best theme song in the AFL. They wouldn't dare change it. They've remastered. Re- oh, so they've actually re-sung it. They've got people in and re-sung this. Oh, big mistake. Have you heard it? Have you heard of it? <laughs> oh, that's a big mistake because they've changed the lyrics in the song. Just 
I think one line. Oh, we're from Tigerland, a fighting fury, we're from Tigerland. In any weather you will see us with a grin, risking head and shin instead of skin. Really? Cares. Oh, they've sung it again. It's not going to be as good. And as for the... And I think the Carlton have, have done the same with theirs. Haven't they all done it? No, I don't think so. It's every club? No, I thought there were a couple of exceptions. AFL has re-recorded every club song oh, 2018. No. Two it days says ago. AFL, yeah, with the exceptions of Greater Western Sydney, Gold Coast, and Fremantle. So stick it. Hey, I do my research. The, whoever wrote the Carlton song was dyslexic. Have you, I mean, have you, it's, it's one of the best tunes in the AFL, but the lyrics are just so hokey, I can't believe it. I'm going to sing it to you. We are the navy blues. We are the old dark navy blues. Good so far. We're the team that never lets you down. We're the only team old Carlton knows. What? With all the champions, they like to send us. Nothing rhymes in this song. We'll keep our end up, which doesn't rhyme with send us. And they will know that they've been playing against the famous old dark blues. Nothing rhymes. It's a, it's a song, and it's supposed to... Listen, if you submitted that to a school songwriting project, they'd fail you straight away. Never understood that. We are the Navy Blues, we are the old dark Navy Blues, where the team never lets you down, then it should go something like, um, we're the only team, you won't wear a frown. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> they should have rewritten that one, re-recorded it. That's what I think. John Blake, weeknights from 7pm on Adelaide's 5AA. Little thing called behind closed doors we do, which is a send up of people who work here. Yeah. And when we get behind. 1395, Adelaide's 5AA. This is Brad Aldrich. <laughs> Brad Aldrich here, and it's time for Who's With You? With our super psychic, Lizzie McCaskill. How are you, Lizzie? I'm fine, Brad. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, yeah, I'm good. That's good. It's a bit sad, Lizzie. This is going to be our last Who's With You for a while, because... The summer season is over and we'll be all taking a break and, until we come back for the next one. Yeah, that's right. So, if you want to contact one of your dead relatives, then give us a call and Lizzie will get in touch with them for you. And you're getting a lot of spirits coming through, Lizzie? Well, not as much as we usually do, probably because they knew the show was finishing up for the time being. Oh, really? Do the dead people wait around for radio shows like ours, do they? Yeah, well... Jeez, it must be boring being dead, because if you can only get through to your loved ones when someone like you does a radio show, then, oh, that must be frustrating. <laughs> well, I suppose it can be. But I'm assuming, Lizzie, they can talk to you any time. Mm, pretty much, yeah. Oh, it'd be so annoying being dead... Because the people I want to talk to can't hear me, so 
I have to talk to you and get you to pass messages on to them. That's right. And then my dead loved ones will be a bit suspicious and thinking that you're just making it all up and doing the trick. And then uh, the message I'm trying to get to them never gets through to you very clearly. So it sounds like, you know, it sounds like a bit like you don't really know what's going on. Well, it depends. So I'm dead, right? And I could be yelling at you, tell them it's Brad, tell them it's Brad. <laughs> and all that comes through to you is a bee. I'm getting a bee or maybe a or could be a Chad. <laughs> it's never very clear, is it? Well, it varies. I mean, if I wanted to tell them the location of where I buried my fortune in gold bars, uh, it'd take weeks. They can't even get my name right half the time. I mean, um, yeah, it can be hard. Let alone when I try and give them the coordinates as to where the box is buried. You know, 41 degrees, 24 minutes, 12 and a half seconds north by <laughs> 2 degrees, 10 minutes, 26 and a half seconds east. They'd never find it, Lizzie. They'd never find it. No, probably not. Jeff has called in wants to talk to his loved one. G'day, Jeff. Oh, hi, Brad and Liz. Hi, Jeff. Now, I'm getting someone. Is there a, a Robert or a Bob? And no. Or a Dave? No. Mm, what about a Michael? <laughs> I love Lizzie. But as I've said before, she's full of shit. I beg your pardon? Every time you do her, people <laughs> call wanting to speak to her. You <laughs> must have her voice so spot on. Uh, yeah, I do sound like Lizzie, don't I? And Brad, but yeah, especially Liz. And I Ken. do. I do female really well. I'm in touch with my feminine side. <laughs> really, people think, people think, oh, who's with you is on? I have to ring. It's pretty clever being able to contact someone's relatives over the phone. It's a special skill. Hmm. And I was thinking, if you, if... It must be. I mean, if you're dead, you're just going to be floating around in the ether for the rest of eternity. So after the... After the sun blows up and becomes a red giant and absorbs the earth and it all disappears and we're still going to be there with a consciousness floating around. What do we do? What is our purpose? Oh, I suppose... Um, don't I, go to heaven? Oh, I suppose that if you're a Christian, yeah, I suppose same thing. You have eternal life. Oh, OK. Yeah, sure. All right, I'm on board. <laughs> but if you are a Christian, then you acknowledge that nothing happens until uh, the second coming. Everyone's just dead. I'll go to heaven until Jesus comes back and says, OK, let's go. You, you, not you. You, you. Uh, so it'd be, it's interesting to see how much the uh, police, there's a few outgoing politicians who still get the pension. They got rid of the pension, but some of the ones that uh, were elected before they got rid of it still get it for some reason. I'm not sure why. Did they? Is it because they all planned planned their life around the pension? It's not fair. Michael Atkinson's going. Old Gaptooth Monster. Uh, he and Jennifer Rankin are together, of course. So he's ending up on between $102,000. She'll be on $140,000. Not bad for doing nothing. <laughs> um, who else? The retiring MPs. About $1.6 million combined that we're paying for. Uh, former MPs elected between ninety five and 2006. Former Health Minister Lisa Vlahos, nothing. She gets nothing. She came in after uh, 2010, so 
she doesn't get a pension. So Michael Atkinson, uh, yeah, Paul Kiker, the Labor guy, one hundred and twenty-five thousand. Gail Gago, one hundred and twenty-five thousand. John Gazzola, I don't know, uh, I don't know who that is. One hundred and twenty-five thousand. Mark Goldsworthy, he's a Liberal guy, one hundred and twenty-five thousand. God. Martin Hamilton Berre, Dan Hunt, one hundred and forty. Steph Key, one hundred and forty. My ex-girlfriend Isabel Redmond. I say that because she used to come in and we used to get on pretty well. 125. <laughs> uh, Jack Snelling. Shut down! 140,000. Mitch Williams. Who's he? Was he liberal? 140. And the figures, yeah. If you, if you're, uh, if you were a senior member of the, uh, like a minister or speaker, you get extra, uh, you get a loading. <laughs> wow. But it's good that they got rid of those pensions because it, it's expensive. I like it. I often talk about surnames and getting people's names right. It's always uh, polite to get someone's names right, name right. And I see Michael Usher from Channel 9, 60 Minutes, was talking to Barbara Streisand. And I've never really known how to pronounce it, but at least because he was getting her name wrong and she took him to task and said, no, you don't pronounce it like that. Glad she did that. I got it wrong, didn't I? Yes. Now, I think Why? I said Streisand. I'm sorry. You said with a Z. You had a double whammy. Yeah. Sand. Sand. Can you say Barbara Streisand? Not Streisand? Streisand. Streisand. Barbara Streisand. Yep. That's it. He's got Thanks. it. My gosh, he's got it. Yeah, Americans should never do an Australian accent or what they think is an Australian accent. The only person that's allowed to do it is Meryl Streep. Because otherwise you just end up sounding like a cockney git. Oh, George, he's got it. Oh, he's got it. Oh. He's got it. it. Barbara Streisand. That's it. He's got it. My gosh, he's got it. So we have to say Streisand. That's how you say her name. Barbara Streisand. Not Streisand. Streisand. It's good. I like to know those things. Isn't that how everybody was saying it? No, he was getting it wrong. He was saying Streisand. She said, no, you're saying it with a Z. It's Streisand. Hard S. Streisand. <laughs> Where are you listening? Like the Peking Duck song. <laughs> what? No, don't worry about it. She, you know, uh, Barbara Streisand said she, uh, she was talking about the whole Harvey Weinstein thing. She said she didn't get harassed by anybody because she wasn't pretty enough. She said, no, no, the, the only people that got harassed are the, the pretty girls with nice noses because, you know, Barbara Streisand has that big conk. She's kind of cross-eyed. <laughs> I mean, if any of us had said that, oh, no, she wouldn't get harassed because she's not, you know, not hot enough. You get into big trouble because then they'd start saying, no, but it's not about that. It's about power. You've got to be careful, but she can say it because she's a girl. Jessica Rowe, our favourite TV personality, has come out in defence of Georgie Gardner. That whole Uber thing was really weird. You know, Peter Ford came up with that, the, the Uber guy that recorded, supposedly recorded the conversation on the phone with Carl Stefanovic and his brother. Now he says he didn't record it at all, he just remembered it because it's illegal to record someone in New South Wales. But he got $50,000 from New Idea, apparently, for something that he remembered. That's good money with no evidence. Why can't we do that? I just... Say so I was in the elevator with uh, 
somebody. I was in the elevator with um, David Pemberthy and Will Goodings and I heard them say that they're uh, about to resign and go to Sydney and then sell it to somebody. I didn't hear that, but it seems like you can just repeat words that you've heard. Why did they even come out and apologise? They should have just said, no, it's not true. Although I suppose they didn't know whether he had a recording of it or not. Anyway, they went on the air this morning. The Today Show went off without a hitch and Georgie and Carl were okay. But Jessica Rose come out and said and defended her dear friend Georgie Gardner. George is one of my dearest friends. The phone call shouldn't have been recorded or whatever, but I don't think these two, Carl and Peter Stefanovic, are victims. If you have nothing nice to say about someone, do it behind closed doors. And when we get... Do not do it on speakerphone when people are listening. God, she's a good orator, isn't she? Georgie's an incredible journalist. She's strong, she's committed, she's passionate. I'm sick of blokes who say negative things about women. All right. So what? Blokes aren't allowed to talk negatively about women at all. That's it. Jessica Rose spoken. Yeah, so the guy has... Uh, apparently it's in the, this week's new idea. And the guy has now said he didn't record the conversation because it's illegal. He just remembered the details. <laughs> nice one. John Blake. Weeknights from 7pm on Adelaide's 5AA. And when we get behind 1395, Adelaide's 5AA. This is Rilke Warbanoff. And welcome back to the program. It's uh, the 18th of March and it's, and it's 18 degrees on, uh, the, in, on and it's 2011. There were too many 18s in that sentence, so the year became unimportant. And we have lots of things to tell you, and I'll be, I'm going to tell, I'm, tell you them very uh, quickly that, and so quickly that a lot of them will come out um, of the, um, my mouth in the um, wrong order. Now, you can ring me on the up on the ring up on the telephone to eight double two three double zero double zero or email me at on air at five double a dot com dot au. Five double a footy tipping is back with a major prize of five thousand dollars up for grabs. Don't forget the week. Don't. But the don't forget the weekly score winner scores with the with the ma- five double a footy tipping is back. With the major prize of $5,000 up for grabs. And don't forget the weekly winner. Scores a $100... Scores a $100 pub voucher. How good is that? (laughs) Be a part of the... Be a a chance... Be... And for your chance to be a part of all the action of the 2018 or AFL Premiership season, take us us on. Take... (laughs) Thanks to the Ramshead Gate, Ramsgate Hotel. Five double A footy tipping is back. <laughs> Listen, in, in Rilke's defence, it is a pretty hokily written script because uh, we've all got one. I don't. I'm, who am I offending uh, now? Offending now in the building? I didn't write it. I don't. Someone here wrote it. It's not all that well written. Five double A footy tipping is back. She got that bit right. Yeah. But it is difficult to read. With a major prize of 5K, and it says 5K, 
So it doesn't say five thousand dollars. It says five. You need up for grabs and comma and don't forget comma the weekly winner scores a hundred dollar pub voucher how good is that you don't need to write down how good is that we're we're professionals <laughs> writing how good is that i mean that's that's someone's personal expression you don't write that in a script i'm gonna start a copywriting school and comma for your chance to win no Sorry, and, comma, for your chance to be part of all the action for the 2018 Toyota AFL Premiership season and take us on. What? what? I know what they're trying to say. And for your chance to take us on and be part of all the action. That would have been better. All you need to do is simply register at 5AA.com.au. So, Paul Rilke struggled with it. You should be... You I should have written it. Yeah. Whenever they I get, you for that. well, when I get a script that comes in here to, for, to read, I do rewrite it because you know most of them are horrible. <laughs> anyway, never mind. I did like. I was interested when Jay because we, we had a uh, an election party on Saturday night. You did say had some friends over. Had I made pizza for everybody? Yeah. Made one of our guests sick. <laughs> lying on the couch. I feel like she probably made herself sick. Wanting to throw up. But anyway, no, it was good. You have the... Uh... Oh, by the way, I've got to say, David and Will, David Pemberthy and Will Goodings did, uh, as you may or may not know, four hours on the air in there on Saturday night, calling out the, uh, you know, doing the election results. It was, it was some of the funniest and cleverest radio I think I've ever heard. It was, they were on fire. Really, really good. And I know the people that listened thought the same thing. And uh, we've had some good feedback. But, God, it was good. It wasn't too serious. It was really... <laughs> the bits I heard were really, really funny. So good on them. But uh, so we watched it. We had the, the TV and the radio on and we drank and had pizza and listened to the results come through and watched the, watched the concession speech and Jay got up and, and said, I can tell you, to my, tell my two little girls, you're about to get your daddy back. How old are his children? I don't know. I thought, they, I thought he had older children. It made sound like little girls. Yeah. I promise to be a better son to my mother and my father. I promise to be a better brother to my two brothers, better husband and daddy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. If I was Jay Weatherill's wife and kids and the rest of his family, I'd be saying, hey, Jay, if you were so keen to come back to us, what was all that campaigning about? Yeah. Why were you trying to stay Premier? Didn't look like you wanted to come back to us. Also, don't use the word daddy. Yeah, don't say daddy. Oh, no, if they're little kids, Mm, daddy's okay. Not to the public. In private, sure. My little puss calls me daddy. In in private? Oh, you mean in public, really? You don't get up and be like, and I'm going to be a better daddy. He was trying to show his sensitive soft side. Ugh, I hate the word daddy. It looked to me like you were perfectly happy to stay away from them, actually, Jay, because why, why wouldn't you just quit? You were prepared to spend another four years away from your family. Um, That's what I'd be saying to you. Hey, hypocrite. <laughs> anyway, he's, I mean, he's still involved. Is he? Yeah, he is. Chief Laura. I got quite a... <laughs> Come on, Laura. He's on the back bench. I've lost. I've just lost it all of a sudden. Yeah, that's good. We love it when you lose it. Because a lot of people are saying to me, jeez, uh, what are you going to do now? Tom and Jay. Well, oh. no, they're still there. Thanks to my vote, Tom is still there. Still there, because Laura kept him. 
<laughs> Laura kept Tom Goodson Tonus. <laughs> uh, I don't know who it was that kept Jay, all the other people in whatever seat he's in. My friends in Cheltenham. Oh, Cheltenham, of course. It I, is Cheltenham. That's I do right. have several friends in Cheltenham. Yeah. Cheltenham. I love that, Cheltenham. Cheltenham, yeah. Uh, but anyway, there we go. So Tom and Jay lives on. Tom and Jay, I'm sure. I mean, maybe. Well, you might get sick of them. Yeah, I can rest them up for a while. But no one's got a voice like that bloody hokey thing he's got. <laughs> he just won't be in charge of anything. What is it? What do you do when you're in opposition? You win your seat. I mean, what do you do? I don't really understand the, understand no, the way politics works. You've not got no power to do anything. All you can do is. Say to the Premier, listen, I want all the roads fixed. I want to build and put the tram through my, from, from my seat. And Stephen Marshall says, no, piss off, Tom. Oh, all right, then. Yeah, I feel like they'll just be much working the same against as, each other. Much the same as Tom and Jay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I thought. I Not don't know what you, what, you, what you do when you're, I mean, Kate Ellis is member for Adelaide federally, but it's a, it's a federal liberal government. So what does she do? Oh, it just makes no sense. She take petitions to them all. But I don't, um, like get up I, in Parliament and argue things, but so what? Like I watched Legally Blonde over the weekend and there's this one where <laughs> yeah. the, she has, like, she's trying to get this bill passed and just the things that they have to do. It was mind-blowing. Oh, yeah. It's it's too complicated. Oh. It's really... Why does anybody try? I'm amazed laws get changed. Well, because they do every now and then get a law up and get it changed. It sounds... It get sounds stuff like happening. It. I'd rather just go to bed early. <laughs> what's uh, what, what's uh, Stephen Marshall going to do about Jay's 75% renewable energy target? Is he dropping that altogether? Well, I hope not. No, I hope he is. Well, I hope not. I voted Tom in and I want that to stay. Oh, no, Tom's out. He's no, got no power. No, Tom's gone. Sorry. Well. No future. Maybe no I'll, future! Maybe I'll go into politics. All right. Well, you see, that's what you uh, have your, a right to do that because this is a democracy. It's a democracy. <laughs> do we're into democratics here. Why, why are we speaking such <laughs> I just started to emphasise the wrong syllables for fun. Okay. You're doing a really good job at it. If I tried, I couldn't do it. No. Well, you've got to practice the hokey crap. It's like Ethan can spell words backwards like that. Oh, really? So good at it. There was a girl on uh, Red Faces when Hey Hey It's Saturday was still going and she could say words backwards. You know, like um, um, like Luna Park, backwards is anal crap, <laughs> <laughs> which is a fun one. Of course uh, but, you remember that. But she could just do it. People were firing uh, yeah. words at her and she could just say them backwards, a bit like yep. Issa spelling them backwards. Can he say them backwards as well? Is that I'm what you sure, say? yeah, he can. He can spell and say them backwards, just... That's ridiculous. What a great talent. I don't know what it's useful for, but it's really good. I wish I could do it. <laughs> it's not useful for anything. I learnt my name. My name when I was a child, Jonathan Odlam. What is it? It's Nathan Lodgemaldo. See, if I could do it, then we could speak in our own language. Wouldn't that be great? But I'm too dumb to do that. Yeah, I know. I can't do it. I have to figure it out. I can't actually do it. Anyway. Like, I'd have, I, couldn't, I don't even think if I practised, I could do it. <laughs> We've got to go. Uh, take it easy. We'll see you tomorrow night, OK? John Blake. Weeknights from 7pm on Adelaide's 5AA.